2: Fit Nation Fit Nation Fit Nation
1: Awesome
3: Where it began Only two And when I hurt Hurting runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you One Touching one Reaching out
2: Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. If you're a veteran and you are struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone that's in your inner circle or your family or you're embarrassed to talk to them about it, call the anonymous hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and take option one if you're a veteran. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. This includes the Military Broadcast Radio app, and check out our family of shows there. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. That's the underscore Misfit Nation. This will keep you up to date on all our latest news, our episodes, and of course, the stories of our great guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is a certified public accountant. US tax court practitioner, a member of the Internal Revenue Service Advisory Council, and the founder of Get Payroll. His companies have provided full service payroll services, payroll tax services, and other payroll related services since 1991. He's an accomplished senior executive and entrepreneur with more than 50 years of financial leadership experience in a broad range of industries and author of four books, the latest one being The Payroll Book, a guide for small businesses and startups. So without further ado, let's welcome Vietnam veteran, Charles Reed to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Charles.
4: Rich, thank you for
2: having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's always great to have a fellow veteran come on, especially one with expertise with uh, with the IRS because I know there's a lot of veteran preneurs that listen to us here and they probably want tips and tricks so they don't get that little nasty uh, letter from the IRS saying, hey, you're being audited or we found this at error and you have to take the take charge to fix this. I hear that. So, Charles, if you don't mind, uh, tell us a little bit about your backstory from as far back as you want to go, how you got into becoming a CPA, and uh, anything you want to tell us from Vietnam on toward.
4: Sure. Uh, I'm a Midwestern boy. I grew up in Iowa. Uh, born in Iowa City, Iowa. Uh, had three sisters, no brothers. Graduated from high school at 16. Worked for a while. Wasn't ready for college. I hated school at that point. Uh, joined the Marine Corps. 17. Uh, Spent four years, two years overseas, six months in Vietnam. Um, Now, the Marine Corps trained me as a computer programmer and systems engineer. But when I got to Nam, I was, you know, young, dumb and full of it. And so I got myself transferred to a combat outfit. Won't do that again, I promise you. Uh, But so uh, I'm I'm a combat Marine. And uh, after service there, Came back to Kansas City, was stationed there. Uh, met my wife, love of my life. Uh, she had five kids when I married her. Uh, I claim insanity, but it worked. And we were married for 45 years before she passed. Realized that uh, business then, like now, doesn't understand military experience and doesn't value it. I've come to the conclusion after many years that it's because they're not military. They didn't serve they don't understand they see the stupid things in tv and movies and don't understand the discipline the the drive the mission uh, the success that we were bred to achieve in the military that was uh, you know became the uh, marine corps it's mission men self and that's what you want in business you want to accomplish the job you wanna take care of your people, then you worry about you. I've seen huge numbers of businesses destroyed by the ego of the people that run it or own it. And that's not the way you're, you're taught in the military. But if you haven't been there, you don't understand. If you've been there, you, you understand, you've seen the elephant. So uh, I decided after a couple of years out that I needed to get my credentials, went to college, got my BBA, my MBA. Sat for and passed my CPA exam while I was still in school, while I was still in graduate school. Went to work for Texas Instruments. Uh, Didn't stay a whole long time there at Texas Instruments because they really didn't care about accountants. They were an engineering company. Uh, Moved on. I spent 15 years in the corporate world. Uh, Large corporations, small corporations, family businesses, startups, uh, turnarounds learned a lot of things, had had a lot of fun, but realized as I got into my early 40s that I was never going to run a major business. I didn't have the political skills. I was unwilling to stab people in the back and toss them off the ladder. So if I was going to run a business, and I grew up in a family business, um, I'd have to start my own. So just over 30 years ago, Ruth and I, my wife, uh, started a business together. and it's still here. She, uh, she retired after about 10 years and then uh, passed away seven years ago. So it's just me. But uh, uh, we started as an accounting and payroll company about 10 years ago. I sold off the accounting portion to my partner, who I'd taken on over the years. He still offices with me. And so I concentrated on the payroll and continue to grow it and having a lot of fun. Got a great staff, a good marketing department, and uh, we're having fun.
2: I think that's what it's all about. Uh, if you wake up in the morning and you know you're going to have fun at your job, it's not a job, it's it's a passion and you, you're able to have a great time doing it. And uh, like you said, uh, mission men, uh, mission men me. And I think that's what your your whole guideline here is with the get payroll is that you make sure that the mission is set first to help those who need help with their payroll needs and then take care of your staff. And then, of course, you're you're at the end of the day, then you can go out and you can have fun with you at the end of the day. So that's a great thing. Absolutely. So uh, how many years were, did you uh, advocate with the IRS uh, while you were with them? Were you still with well, them? I,
4: no, I spent three years on the IRS Advisory Council. And it's a group of, of business people, not government people, who come in and advise the IRS because the IRS is very insular. Um, they don't have the experience. They don't get into the for-profit world. That we do though, they tax the hell out of us, but they don't understand us. So they bring in people like me and other accountants and lawyers, tax lawyers and EAs to work with the IRS about solving problems and giving them help in understanding how business really works. Because they're 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 extraordinarily insular, particularly there at headquarters in DC. That's insular to start with inside the beltway and then you added nonprofit, and, well, government, uh, no profit uh, sense, no motive, they, they really get lost. So we provide some outside uh, viewpoints. Nice thing, the uh, new commissioner, Chuck Reddick, actually served on the IRS Advisory Council years ago. So he really believes in it and, and would listen to us. So that was good. Outstanding,
2: yeah. We just get, get someone that knew both sides of it to get in there and be the commissioner, so it's good
4: yeah because he was a he was a tax lawyer. And he wasn't a government uh, you know uh, inside the swamp guy kind of guy. He came he was a San Diego uh, tax attorney, and Trump appointed him uh, IRS commissioner. and he's brought a whole uh, breath of fresh air to the service, but you don't turn around a hundred thousand person organization anytime soon. <laughs>
2: It's, that's a That's a big mission in itself right there. That, that mission yep. will take forever to clean out and uh, get that fresh blood and fresh eyes in there and and see new things, new ways of doing things where it's not, like you said, the bureaucratic mess that is
4: up there. Yep, absolutely.
2: So how do a, so a company contacts you and says, "Hey, can you help us with our payroll and then what happens then?
4: Exactly. We, we process payroll for small and medium-sized businesses around the country. So what we do is we set it up where all you do is you feed us electronically the hours your people worked and any changes, you know, new hires, terminations, salary changes. We then calculate all the payroll, draft uh, our client's account for that, and distribute it all either as checks or direct deposit to all the employees, pay all the taxes when they're due, file all the tax forms when they're due, and guarantee that everything's done perfectly if a problem comes up because of something that happened with uh, filing or depositing taxes that's our responsibility and if we screwed up we pay for it uh, our clients don't but we don't we don't screw up very often believe me <laughs> we've got systems and people in place it, it seldom seldom happens but the big thing is we're compliance experts that's our unique selling proposition we keep our clients not only in compliance, but when the IRS screws up and they make millions of mistakes every year. In fiscal 19, the IRS issued $13 billion in employment tax penalties. Several billion were abated. Several billion more should have been abated because they were mistakes but a lot of people don't know how to handle it when the IRS screws up. You take the analogy I use is Pelé. Pelé was when I grew up was the world's best soccer player, maybe of all time. Wonderful athlete. But if you take Pelé at his prime and you'd put him in a New York Yankees uniform and stick him at second base, he'd be lost. He doesn't know the game. He doesn't know the equipment. He doesn't know the rules. Pick up the ball with your hands and throw it. That, you know that, That's <laughs> not soccer. So you take a successful business person, a mechanic, a manufacturer, a chef, a lawyer, whatever, a dog groomer, and you say, okay, go deal with the IRS. They screwed up. They're successful. They, they have a wonderful business. Their clients love them. They make money, but now they're Pele at second base. They're totally lost. So what we do is we fix it. We're we're experts at it. We know the IRS. We know the rules. We know the IRS manuals. uh, We know the regulations. We know the law. Uh, One of the reasons I became a U.S. tax court practitioner is if all else fails, I file a petition with tax court for $60 and get a whole nother bite at the apple And in tax court, 95% of all cases are settled before they ever go to court. So even if it's a mistake you made, our client made, uh, we can probably get a settlement out of them. We know how to handle this. This is what we've been doing for 30 years and gotten better and better and better at it, developed better tools, better techniques, better credentials. Uh, And so I never recommend that my clients talk to the IRS about these things uh, because they will get personally upset. This got brought home to me real intensely here last year. During COVID, the IRS screwed up on my employment taxes. So I, being the expert, figured I'd just call them up and explain to them where they screwed up. Well, I got this revenue officer over in Fort Worth who was a total asshole, (laughs) if I can say that, uh and wouldn't listen to me refused to follow the rules refused to follow the regulations told me things that the irs manual said that it didn't say and i had it in front of me and uh so i got upset and my tone got a little louder and i got a, a little louder and louder and I, I find myself yelling at him over the phone in the back of my head i'm going charles don't do this it's just not gonna help <laughs> and and it didn't I, I pissed him off and he proceeded to do more damage to me that was absolutely contrary to the rules. He had no right to do it and no business doing it. It took me about three weeks to get a hold of his supervisor because of COVID. The supervisor said, Mr. Reed, no, no, no. Everything's fine. It's all gone away. It's all taken care of. Because I knew who to talk to. I knew the next step to do and the next step and the next step and the next step. So it all went away, but it brought home the fact that no, If you're emotionally involved in it, don't talk to the IRS. It's just going to piss you off. (laughs) So this is what we do for clients. Right. You know, we're very competitively priced, but our competitors don't do what we can do. They're not set up for it. If you call our major competitors and say, I want to talk to a CPA, they'll tell you to talk to your own CPA and pay his hourly fee because they don't have cpas to talk to you they don't have tax court practitioners they don't do this kind of thing we do that's what sets us apart and makes us valuable to small small businesses throughout the country now if all goes well you may never need that aspect of our service but you have auto insurance you have homeowners insurance you may have life insurance you hope on the first two never to need them and the third one's not for you anyway. We're insurance for your payroll. If something happens, we fix it.
2: I mean, that's a, a good policy to have right there. It's, it's probably better than State Jake from State Farm to have you there in case IRS comes knocking on the door and you say, whoa, red flag. Let me call Charles and, Charles and team and they can come help us out.
4: I've done this. I had a, a client florist and a revenue officer showed up at her office unannounced. And she called me all upset and I said, Let me talk to the revenue officer. And I got the revenue officer's name and ID number, so I knew exactly who it was. And I said, Okay, look at your file. You will find that I'm on there as a power of attorney. She looked and she said, Well, yes, you are. And I said, Why didn't you contact me first as you're required to? She said, Well, you know, I was here in the area. And I said, No, you're required to contact me first with the details of the information you want before you contact the taxpayer, isn't that right? And she said, well, yes. I said, fine, here's what I want you to do. I want you to hand back the phone to my client and leave, send me a letter, you know, a real letter through the mail telling me what information you want and I will decide what to do. Do you understand that? And she said, yes, sir. Handed the phone back to my client and left. That's the kind of thing you can do if you know what you're doing. That's okay. outstanding. My, cl- yeah. my client could have said leave, but she is so intimidated by the IRS that just let her ups- it let her get upset over it. No, no reason to get upset over the IRS. <laughs> yeah, you do, because you're emotionally involved like me. But there's no reason to, that's, that's why we're here, to take care of those things, to prevent those things, and when we can't prevent them, to fix them afterwards.
2: So you talked about a uh, tax court and uh, that usually that happens after uh, you get your penalty and then you start to do the abatement process. How are the, how many steps does it take to get get it actually resolved? You said they don't usually go before a judge. usually settled well, well before that or a high percentage are settled. So how's that? Well, here's
4: step? what here's what happens. you get a letter and they'll be here's a penalty. Well, you send a letter back and say, no, it, I shouldn't be penalized for these and various reasons.
0: A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
4: No purchase necessary, We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And they send you a letter back saying, No, we're not going to obey it. Your first letter will always be no, I, I promise you. So you send the second letter to the appeals coordinator. About 95% of the time, you're going to get a no. Then you file for an appeals hearing. And depending on the process, you may have to file for a collections due process hearing to stop collection efforts. Well, you go through the appeals hearing, and if you get an answer that's yes, you're fine. If not, uh, you can go to the appeals uh, coordinator, the above the appeals, the, the boss, and if you don't like that, you can go to the director of field operations. There's actually another guy over him before you get to DC. At some point in time, the, the, the time's going to run out, and they're going to say, you got 90 days or else. At that point, you file a tax court petition. That tax court petition stops everything. It's immediately sent back to what's called docketed appeals, and you get a whole nother start, a whole nother bite of the apple with a whole different set of personnel. And these people are as sharp as you're going to find at the IRS. Uh, and they're very understanding and they don't want to go to court. They want to avoid court because if they take something to court and lose, now there's a precedent. And everybody else where those circumstances comes up can rely on that and say, no, I don't owe you. Here's the court case. So they don't want to set precedence. They just want to keep taking your money. Exactly. So that's the process. I've had, I had one penalty abatement that took nine years. I'd finally gotten ahead above the, the director of field operations, but the guy wouldn't return my calls. Now, since I was on ERSAC, I've met the chief of appeals in Washington, D.C., And I met her, uh, the deputy chief of appeals. So I called the deputy chief of appeals. I'm sorry, the deputy, yeah, the deputy chief of appeals and said, hey, this guy won't return my phone calls. He works for you. And she said, I'll have him call you. He called me that afternoon. I tried for a year to get a hold of him, but (laughs) when the deputy chief called him, he called me back that afternoon. And we talked about the case. It was a $95,000 penalty. I didn't think it was right. I th- thought there should be no penalty. We talked about it. We, he then assigned it to a brand new appeals office up in Minnesota with a brand new appeals officer. And they looked at it, and they agreed with me there should be no penalty. It was a simple mistake. And so the $95,000 penalty went away, and my client got a $400 refund. Wow,
2: that's a big plus. So,
4: these are the things that you can do if you know what you're doing. It's like you know anything else. I, I don't even work on my own cars anymore. They've gotten way too electronic. I, I've got experts that plug things in and tell me what's wrong and show and fix it. Okay. Well, this is what we do with the IRS. Uh, we we know what we're doing and, and we we fix it. So, uh, I, I don't I don't I don't make my own clothes. I don't work in my own car, I don't want my own lawn, I outsource all those things because they're not core to my, my way of life or business. And that's what most businesses should do with payroll is they should outsource it to professionals. And frankly to us, because uh, we provide a higher level of compliance than anybody else I know of. So, well, at
2: what size should a company decide, hey, I need to outsource payroll? I mean, I know when they're starting off, it might just be mom and pop running the, running the shop, or running the business, as they get an employee or is uh, is there a magic number when they should start?
4: Well, there's a couple of things that go into that. One is the type of entity you're in. If you're a sole proprietor and it's just you or just you and the spouse, then you're never on payroll. It's all on your Schedule C and your 1040 and your employment tax on the 1040. So you're never on payroll, you never get a W-2. But if you incorporate... Or if you form an LLC that files as a corporation and you work in that business, you're an employee. And you have to withhold taxes and make deposits and create W-2s and send them in, even if it's just you. We have a large quantity of single person employers that have incorporated uh, and and are in a business and we we pay just them and we do all the the forms and so on, it's just not worth their time. So if you're not a sole proprietor or a partnership, uh, just you. If you are a sole proprietorship or a partnership, when you hire that first person, you need to talk to us. Because a lot of these places, a lot of these small businesses will go, well, I'll just pay them as a 1099er. That's not a choice. (laughs) There's a whole body of law You don't get to choose, they don't get to choose. The judge gets to choose in the end, but we can help you determine whether that person is a contractor or not. And if you want to be a contractor, we can advise you on how to set things up in paper to make them be a contractor for IRS purposes, if possible. And it may not be possible. And so if you have an employee, you need to file. Uh, you need to get your, your numbers from the state and from the Fed. You need to withhold taxes. You need to deposit them. And you need to do all your filings. So in many cases, it's the first employee or it's you personally.
2: That, that clears up some of the, the fog that's in my head, I guess. And I'm sure, I'm sure it'll help a lot of the audience as well. So if you had... Like I told you earlier, we have a lot of veteran preneurs that are on here that listen. Uh, we had a lot of guests that were starting businesses as they came out of the military. Some are still in the military as they start the business. What tips would you, if you can give them three tips to get for success, what would those be?
4: Well, in terms of, uh, pay, well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. In terms of success, and this is something I stole from Bill Gates. People will overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. Business is not a sprint, it's a marathon. Work at it every day, you'll be amazed over time at what you can do. You're not gonna be that unicorn, you're not gonna be Bezos, you're you're not gonna be Zuckerberg, Uh, you're not gonna be Bill Gates. Those are so far outliers as none of us will ever see them. But you can get very successful and make a wonderful living for you and your family over time if you work at it. And one other thing, second tip, I was having lunch with Lee Iacocca, myself and a couple hundred other people. (laughs) Uh, And he said, getting rich in this country is simple. You just have to work half days. Just work a half a day every day. It doesn't matter whether you work the first 12 hours or the last 12 hours. So hard work, dedication, time in it will, will, will get you successful, that's it. The other thing in terms of payroll and taxes, know what you don't know. I wrote the book, the payroll, the payroll book. I wrote the book on payroll, Guide for Small Businesses and Startups it's a reference book for small businesses. It's designed to keep them out of trouble. There's, you know, I found there was nothing in the market for clients and potential clients that ask me questions. So I said, well, I'll write something. It took two years, but, you know, it's 30 years of wisdom distilled down to 95,000 words. So take advantage of things. And I'll tell you what, for your listeners, if they'd like a copy of the book, if they will go to the payrollbook.com the website and enter the discount code podcast, I will send them a free book as long as supplies last. Uh no shipping, no handling, we'll just send them a free book if they'd like one. So if they'll go to the payrollbook.com and a discount podcast and their information, we'll ship them a free book. Absolutely. And that, that's that's a tool that it goes through different types of entities. What's an independent contractor? What's an employee? employing your family your friends interns how to run payroll how to avoid penalties uh how to handle them if they happen what's a peo what's a cheat uh on and on workers compensation other things it's a wonderful handbook and and we'll give your listeners a free copy if they'd like one awesome thank you i'm sure they'll appreciate that and how does someone get in contact with you
2: you personally or your business to say hey i want to I just started my business. I really know I don't know this stuff. You know it. How do I get you on board with us?
4: Sure. We're on the web at getpayroll.com. My personal email is cjr at getpayroll.com. And very frankly, 972 353 0000. That's the office number. If you got a question, give me a call. I, I like to answer questions. And, and frankly, if it's something I can answer off the cuff, it's free. Uh, if it's going to be a long, complex thing, I need to do research, I'll quote you a price. But most of the time, I can answer it or one of my people can answer it. And we're more than happy to help, particularly for veterans. I mean, uh, you know, I, I got out 50 years ago. It's a major change in your life. And, and you know, I've got... You know, I've got got lots of things from my military experience that are still with me. It's—I was thinking the other day—it's probably the most important thing I ever did in my life was to join and graduate from Marine Corps boot camp. The best thing was married my wife. Probably the most important thing and the thing that has shaped my life more than anything else was four years in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, I live with it every day. Uh, Hell. My coin protector, at, I'm, a, I'm an avid poker player. My, my card protector on the table is, is a Marine Corps coin, okay? Wow. <laughs> so, and it gets me lots of comments because they see it and they ask me, Marine, and obviously any other Marine veteran at, at the table recognizes it and we have a conversation. So it's a conversation starter. But yeah, that's so that's the most important thing I probably ever did in my life. But as all of us veterans know, uh, it's something that lives with you forever. And exactly. it's part of you. And so I, I, I understand the difficulties that go with it. Uh, as we know, military is hierarchical and business is not. And thank God for my wife because she helped me get over that. <laughs> <laughs> Those things live with you forever. And so anything I can do to help another vet, more than happy to.
2: Well, Charles, that's awesome. Thank you for the book offer. Thanks you for all the advice you've given us today, and uh, again, thank you for your service and sharing your story with us here and the Misfit Nation.
4: Rich, been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank
2: you. There
1: will be days when you're falling down. There will be days when you're inside. We'll break
2: for taking some of your time to spend with us on Misfit na- Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on the TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always. Till next time. Be humble, stay hungry and keep hustling cuz we are Fit, 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 fit Nation.
5: You stay a little while Keep me safe Cause there's monsters right outside Daddy, please don't go I don't want to be alone Cause the second that you're gone They're gonna know Before he went to bed He grabbed my hand and said Just cause I'm leaving don't mean it. I won't be right by your side. When you need me, you can't see me. a big old plane that's gonna take me far away I know I act tough, but there's a churning in my gut cause I just can't call you up when things get rough before i left, he hug my neck and said, just cause you're leaving it don't mean it. I won't be right by your side See me in the middle of the night. Close your eyes and say a prayer. It's okay. Don't you stay a little while I never thought I'd see the day I had to say goodbye Daddy please don't go I can't do this on my own There's no way that I can walk this road alone Daddy grabbed my hand and said Just cause I'm leaving It don't mean it. I won't be right by your side When you need me and you can't see me In the middle of the night Just close your eyes and say a prayer It's okay, boy